Welcome to Mental Illness Life. I am Brooke. And you guys, it's been a a minute. And I wanted to kind of apologize, I guess. Um, I, I know that I don't need to apologize and that you just understand. But um, you know, it's been about a month since I and maybe even over a month, maybe six weeks, um, that I've put out an episode. And I have to tell you a few things here that I've had quite a few people kind of come up and say, like, what's the deal? You know, like, I'm so upset that there hasn't been another episode. And I'm going to just try to keep it real on this one. And I don't have a lot of notes taken or anything really scripted out. But um, I want to touch on a couple of things that have gone on over the last few weeks. Um, I think that one of the biggest issues that I deal with is kind of this, you know, shiny object syndrome that there's always something new. There's always something better. You know, I want to record these with video, but the truth is it takes more effort. There's, there's more to it. I've got to set up my studio. I, you know, I have to make sure that I'm ready. You know, sometimes like right now it's 10, 15 at night, you know, the lighting's not very good for recording this video. So, you know, because here's the deal, you guys, I am self-employed. I have to make money to live. So when I do these podcast recordings, it's like late at night or like Saturday night. Um, you know, I have no life really, (laughs) which is funny because I actually do have a very full life, you know, which is kind of the whole point to this is like living successfully with mental illness. You have a full life. You do all of the things and you are a part of like all of the people's lives. And, you know, yeah, there's been some notoriety and there's been some things that, you know, like I've been asked to do a couple of things and, you know, in terms of like promoting podcast and the project and all of it and, you know, bringing awareness and here locally in Boise, Idaho, you know, there's a lot of different organizations and a lot of effort being put toward ending stigma behind, you know, mental illness. And, you know, a lot of them have reached out to me and and wanted to sort of partner. And, you know, at first it was all kind of, you know, all this rapidly coming at me and, and it was exciting and um, still is. It's it's super exciting, you know, and, and I think there's a lot to be done here. And I look at it like it's all one big effort to end the stigma and say your shit, right? But the difference is I can't help everybody. I just, I can't be everything for everybody. And I've had to really pick and choose and kind of you know, I, I don't know if this is, you know, rubbed people the wrong way. And, you know, when I, it, it brings me to this idea of when I first started this, I was, I was sort of, you know, hesitant to do any of this even before, way before when, when people were asking me to write a book or, you know, tell my story or whatever. I was super worried about, you know, this ever getting back to my, my biological family And I finally had to just come to terms with the fact that this is when I say my shit and I do all of this, it, there is, I run a risk of this getting back to, you know, people that I'm talking about. And so over the last few weeks with, you know, all of this kind of coming at me with, um, different organizations that, you know, want to partner and, and all of that. Um, and then, and then having this sort of struggle 
I, I didn't really know how to approach it with talking to you guys about it because this is, this is so therapeutic for me. And this is, I feel like it's, it is helping. It's like doing something. So when I decided, you know, I want to sort of touch on some of these subjects, you know, I hope that I don't piss people off, but I guess that's the risk that I took when I started this. I can't tell all of you to say your shit and be real and be authentic and be self-aware and then like, you know, hide behind, oh, I, you know, I don't want to piss anyone off. Like that, that's already established. <laughs> like people are pissed, but again, it is what it is. There, there's no, there's not a lot of precedence. Like I told you guys last, you know, nobody's doing this. So there, there's just not a lot of, um, you know, nothing to really go off of other than the feedback that I get. It's kind of like throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks. But I mean, I don't want it to be like that. I, I do want to have some semblance of, you know, what this is trying to accomplish and all of that before I get like too far, you know, off the wall. Cause I, I might just bounce around with the, this one. And again, I apologize, but there, there are so many things. Um, somebody asked me the other day, like, is it, is it that you have a lack of topics that you're, you know, kind of stuck? And I'm like, no, dude, there's so many fucking topics that it's, it's like, where do I start? And how many people, you know, what, what do people want to hear? What do they need to hear? What, what do I need to say? And so getting all that together and running a business and being a single mom and being a good friend and wanting a life, you know, all of those things have been pretty overwhelming. But again, it's, I know that it's, it's necessary and it's doing some good and it, it's getting huge attention. So I'm just going to keep going and it it's not necessarily going to be a specific time period that it's that that each episode comes out it's they're going to come out when they come out and a lot of it is channeled through me from the universe and whether you want to like believe that or not or whatever that's fine but it, it's true a lot of this isn't really necessarily me speaking it's me channeling um what you need to hear and so you know that's going to happen when it happens it's not a structured thing. It's not a, a deal where like, oh, I've got to schedule people and like have them into a, a podcast studio um, to interview them. That's that's another issue too, is that like for the last few weeks, like, you know, a lot of people around here, like I'll go and do these like business event things and, you know, people want to talk about the podcast and that's great. And I actually talked about it with the mayor the other day. Um, hi, Mayor Beater, if you're listening, <laughs> vote for Beater. <laughs> so, you know, people want to come up and talk about it. And, you know, everyone's always suggesting, oh, you should interview this person. You should interview this person. And for a while there, I was like super, I don't know, flustered. Like, do I need to start interviewing people? And, you know, and then I'm like, you know, getting in contact, having meetings with people and talking to people like, oh yeah, let's, let's do this. But the fact is that's not what this format is. This format is me saying my shit. Like this is me telling my story. And I've said this a couple of times, like there's a lot of power in a one-sided story. And, you know, I never was like a podcast listener. And when I started this, I kind of had to get, you know, into the groove of it all. And and then a lot of you have told me like, oh, I've listened to it in the car, listened to it at the gym or, you know, however you do it. And when you do listen, it's like, it's, you know, you're quiet and you're hearing this story and there's, there's no commentary and there's no comments and there's no trolls and there's no nothing, right? There's just me in your ear. And yes, I know I have a great voice and 
that is not lost on me. (laughs) I have a voice for this. So like I get that the podcast arena is, you know, there's a lot of different formats out there, interview style, you know, scripted, not scripted. And I've kind of just had to come to the realization that, and the, you know, be okay with it, that this format is me speaking my shit and just telling you a story and, you know, the comments and the reactions and that type of thing come in a different form. So I I don't know. Like, this is the way it's going to be. And I know I I did an interview. I actually have interviewed quite a few people. And it just didn't, it just wasn't the same. I mean, obviously, you've heard the one where I interview my son. If you haven't, go back and listen to it. It's hilarious. It This is just, this is the format it's going to be. So, and we're 10 minutes in and I'm actually wanting to start with something else, but we'll just go with it. So let me, let me do this. Cause I have this, um, really cool thing to read. And I want to tell you, first of all, that there's a thing in Boise called Boise startup week for entrepreneurs. And I went on there to sign up for, to actually do like a talk on, cause I'm an entrepreneur, I'm a business owner, and I've been actually utilizing the podcast format for for my clients to add to their brand awareness. And so um, it's kind of cool. Like it's all sort of fits into, you know, one big uh, machine, I guess. And so I went on there to like apply for, you know, to uh, submit my like information for this talk. And when I went there, there was this like intro video and I literally have no idea who the guy is that's speaking. Um, I'll put a link to this in the description of the podcast episode so that, you know, they get due credit. Cause again, I don't know who the person is that did this, but these few sentences really, really hit on what's important about saying your shit. And I keep like talking about that, but that's kind of like my new tagline or, you know, hashtag say your shit. (laughs) So here's what it says. So you are here and I am here spending our time as we must. And I am trying to move deeper hoping to be helpful. It is the thing from which your art, your painting, your dance, your composition, your screenplay is born. Say who you are. Really say it in your life and in your work because that person will recognize his or herself in you and that will give them hope. Don't allow yourself to be tricked into thinking that the way things are is the way the world must work. To be nobody but yourself in a world which is doing its best day and night to make you everybody else. Your major obstacle is your deeply seated belief that you is not interesting. Do you? It isn't easy, but it's essential. The world needs you. And the world needs me. And I need to say my shit. So I I saw that. And then this morning, actually, in therapy. And again, if you haven't heard my therapy session go back and listen to that because it's hilarious. And Annabelle and I talked this morning about right now we're kind of just working on the anxiety for me right now with like business and keeping it all together. And, um, you know, I, I sometimes, not sometimes, I have a really hard time giving up control. And, um, you know, I've struggled with this whole, why would I train somebody else to do it or pay someone else to do it when they're slower than me? They can't do it as, you know, um, well, you know, I'm just going to do it myself. And so I'm struggling with that, but we're, we're working through it. I used to have a team and 
you know, it's hard for me to be a boss. I've told you that before. And, you know, another thing that I, I have come to realize because I was so concerned about the fact that I've kind of repeated things and um, that some of these, you know, go back and kind of talk about other pieces of my story, but that's okay because I think it's going to be relevant over and over and over again, the same type of thing. Like I'm going to talk about trauma triggers again, um, which I talked about in episode four, but you know, things have changed and things are new and, um, I, there's something that happened this morning that triggered me and I'm going to talk about that. So, you know, stay tuned. I'm rapidly going to have numerous different episodes come out. So, uh, again, 15 minutes in and I still haven't really recapped for you, but if you, this is the first time you're listening, uh, welcome. And if you haven't gone back to the beginning to listen, that's fine. I'm going to recap my story a little bit and then get into some more of what we're going to talk about with saying your shit and storytelling and, and all of that and how it helps. So I am a 43 year old woman <laughs> living with post-traumatic stress disorder, bipolar one, uh, anxiety disorder and adjustment disorder. So like all the disorders and I have been living successfully with all of those things for most of my adult life. I have gone through medications. Um, you know, I, I talk about this a lot that there is no cure. There's no, like, you know, there's no real answer. Psychiatrists and, you know, the medical community doesn't really know how the brain works. So you have to try everything. And so I've tried different therapies. I just recently finished transcranial magnetic stimulation, which it was highly effective, highly effective. I feel like things have changed. Um, I am going to probably in each of these episodes tell you about that specific place called NUMI TMS, um, spelled N-U-M-E, and then TMS with Dr. Kent. Um, and that is here in Boise, Idaho. But if you uh, live somewhere where you can find a TMS provider, make sure that they use the Brains Way machines and they're just better. And uh, yes, they did my treatment as a sponsorship to this podcast, but I they, I have no contract with them. I have no sponsorship agreement saying that I have to. I am honest to God, like hand on the Bible, telling you for sure that this, it worked. It's super legit. So um, I've gone through all those therapies and all of the, tried all of these different things and you have to just keep, you know, moving one thing to the next. And my trauma was, kind of ongoing as a child from age around six or seven until until my parents split and I was 14, 13 or 14. And a lot of it, I, you know, I'm i missing in my memory. Um, I did go through EMDR, which is eye movement desensitization and reprocessing. And again, part of a different episode, I talk in depth about that and like how you revert to your child self and also like super intense, legit therapy that fucking works. They use it for war veterans and rape victims and, and, you know, trauma victims. Mine was at the hand of my mother, um, who essentially could not bond with me. We feel like she has undiagnosed borderline personality disorder, but that gets into this whole murky, like, you know, thinking about what other people have. And I'm not a doctor. I'm not a therapist. So, you know, back in therapy, when I was going through this, 
this trauma therapy, we kind of had to put some, some names on things and some labels and like, you know, because for me in my, in my computer program or mind, I have to like have answers. I have to like know what, you know, how does this fit? How does this fit? So we did have to put some labels on it and who knows? I, you know, I don't know my mother's brain. I have no idea. I don't know what's going on. I know I have, you know, other family members that are alcoholics and that, you know, because, because obviously with, with their life, uh, lifestyle choices and that kind of thing. So it's not, it's not a, a far stretch to call someone that when you see their lifestyle, but when somebody is acting a certain way and you go, oh, that person has borderline or, oh, that person has bipolar, you don't really fucking know. Like, come on. Or this whole idea that that someone is bipolar or is borderline or is whatever. I don't really care whether you say crazy or whether you say insane. It, they're just words. But I do sometimes get a little, like, I don't know, itchy when people say, like, oh, that guy's bipolar. Well, you aren't the disease. You have the disease. So I have bipolar. And the manifestation of my mania is, you know, a certain thing, which also to recap, bipolar one manifests itself with manic episodes and mine occur as uh, anger issues really, really severe irritation, anger. I take a medication called lithium. Yes, that's what's in batteries. Um, get over it. And it's a mood stabilizer. And so that's what keeps me, you know, basically a functioning member of society. I'll tell you that the, the TMS really did a number on me though. I, I feel like I'm um, at, a, at a different sort of level and it's, it's hard to put your finger on. That's the whole idea about, uh, you know, mental illness and, and the brain and how things work is that you just don't really know. You just, you know, throw stuff at the wall and see what sticks. And there's actually a a TED talk by David Anderson that I talk about, I think in the first or second episode called our brains are not just a bag of chemicals. I think something like that, which he says, giving these, these medications is like pouring motor oil on top of an engine. Like some of it gets into where it's supposed to go and the rest of it just kind of trickles all over. And that's the way they look at these medications. And so it, it is sort of like, you know, oh, this works now. So let's adjust it. Let's take you down a notch, go up a notch. And I know that a lot of you feel like, oh, I'm not going to take medication because, you know, it makes me feel weird. You know what also makes me feel weird? Screaming at my child uncontrollably. And I would rather fucking feel a little loopy because of lithium than feel so out of fucking control by screaming at someone. So here's another I really don't mean to like go all over the place, but it's been six weeks and there's obviously a lot to say. Um, So I I really hope you guys are following me in this. But when people talk about, you know, the fact that they can sort of handle or um, deal with their mental illness or mental like health issues with herbs and um, maybe even just smoking marijuana or, you know, exercise and, and prayer I can appreciate that. And you've all heard me say, like, you can't pray your way out of a panic attack. But what I feel like is more destructive is when people make it seem like that's okay for everyone or that's going to work for everyone. And I am telling you, if you do not take your medication and you have severe mental illness like I do, you are going to have 
a break. Far be it for me or anyone else to tell you, you can just take these herbs or just smoke a bowl and you're going to feel better. And like, oh, this is going to take care of your anxiety. For example, I had my, um, they're called Doths. It's spelled D-A-I-T-H-S. Um, they're the little like piece in your earlobe that when you get them pierced, it, it releases the pressure from the pressure point and it's supposed to help migraines. See, I'm all about like trying everything, like do everything you can. And, and that might even mean, you know, smoking marijuana, using CBD oil, you know, essential oils, what the fuck ever. But it also means that you stay on the medication. Like it also means that you have to make sure that you're still exercising. You're still having a lot of sex. Like, and actually I need to talk about that in another episode. Somebody actually brought that up at a meeting the other day and said, you know, have you talked a lot about sex? And I thought, I guess I haven't, but we're going to probably do a whole episode on that. I don't know if I have you know, 40 minutes worth of sex talk, but we'll see. <laughs> Maybe that's what I'll interview somebody. Anyway, so when when people say that, like, oh, you can just, you know, take care of it with this or take care of it with that. I'm like, you know, you are doing people such a disservice because you're, it's, it's just like, you know, holding church over someone or holding a certain type of, you know, medical therapy over someone. You don't fucking know that person needs to go see a doctor. And if that doctor says, you know, your your anxiety isn't too high, I don't want to put you on something or you know, you your depression is is maybe situational and we need to just have you see a therapist. Who knows whether you're going to be put on medication or not, but certainly don't follow somebody who's just saying like you can do it naturally or you can do this or here you know, here's a number to my yoga instructor. Like fuck that. Okay, so <laughs> back to another topic. Um, are you following me? I hope so. You guys are awesome. And honestly, like the fact that I have fans in Australia is fucking awesome. So I hear you guys. I really do. I see where you're listening from. Um, I, I love getting the feedback that you're sending me. It's so cool. Like it just helps me continue this. So what I was talking with my therapist about this morning was like how we, we as humans like make things so difficult. Like why are they so difficult when the easy path is, is right there in front of us? It's, it always is. It's just that we think everything's got to be so complicated. And I think the way she said it was, if we could just keep using I statements, we would be so much better off. And I'm like, well, what do you mean I statements? And then I thought of Okay, this is way left field, but I thought of the Kardashians. Some of you know me like really well that um, I like really kind of off the wall stuff, but I love the Kardashians. I I love their drive. I love their family dynamic. I love how they they stand up for each other. I love that they don't give a fuck what anyone thinks about them. And I also love, well, and I also love um, Kris Jenner because I want her to be my mom. And I feel like that, you know, bond that she has with all of her kids is what I want from a mom. But, you know, what they also do well is the way they communicate with each other. A lot of times you'll hear them say things like, I feel, you know, they start a sentence with like, I feel like that maybe you, you know, want to come to this party. I don't know, something like silly like that, but it's an I statement and it's how we really should be communicating with each other. Instead of saying like, you were late and I'm mad, you kind of reframe it by saying, I feel like maybe this time didn't work or, 
you know, I'm, I'm feeling a little bit upset that this happened. So you kind of just reframe your entire communication process with people by, by using I statements. And, you know, if you just kind of go through that and, and rework your, your conversations during the day, you're going to find that the dynamic between you and, and those people, um, that you see all day is going to change. Like I guarantee it. So I want to talk about how this is like vulnerable. I was watching the Brene Brown special. She's fucking brilliant. I love her. And she said a couple of things here that I want to kind of state because I've also been feeling a little bit vulnerable in the sense that like there is a lot of visibility on this and Boise is a small fucking town, like small. And I know some people think, well, it's the capital of the state and if they live here because they moved from a you know smaller town in Idaho. But please remember that I'm from Chicago, you know, born and raised in the Chicago suburbs and lived in the city for almost 10 years and going from 2.4 million people to, oh my God, not even a hundred or not even 500,000 people here. It's so small here. So there's a lot of visibility and there's a lot of sort of, it's almost like a popularity contest here. I'm going to say it. And I don't know who's going to be pissed off to hear that. And I'm not going to like, you know, get into specifics, but definitely in the, in the women's like business world, um, it's a little bit odd to me because it's such a small town and everyone knows everyone and everyone's kind of competing for the same business. They're competing for the same sort of limelight. And I don't know, it's interesting to sit back and watch and see that like, you know, things that seem to be there to make a difference are really just there to prop up a certain community of people. And I think we just, we need to be really careful about what we do in the name of helping people. Are we really helping people or is it service over self? Like my beautiful um, Rotary Club that I joined a couple of weeks ago and their whole motto is, is service over self. And it really truly is that it's an international program and they really do abide by that. And it's amazing. So, you know, this, this whole sort of ecosystem here in Boise is is definitely you know I kind of have to I have to be very very careful okay back to this Brene Brown thing the vulnerability issue this this caught me where she says vulnerability minus boundaries is not vulnerability and you don't measure vulnerability by the amount of disclosure you measure it by the amount of courage to show up and be seen when you can't control the outcome and this talked to me because of a few things obviously I am like totally fine with all of the disclosure, right? Like I'm saying my shit, like I'm telling you everything, anything I can think of. So is it really vulnerability? Because, you know, people keep saying that to me and, oh, I'm, you know, I'm so impressed with your vulnerability. And I'm kind of like, yeah, but is it, is it that, or is it that I like to hear myself talk? You know, (laughs) like I enjoy doing these, um, and knowing that it's like getting out there and people are hearing me and, and, it, and I like that. So is it vulnerability? Again, maybe not. But having the courage to show up and be seen when you can't control the outcome, that, my friends, that's what it's all about. And keeping that, that going in your mind all day when you're, you know, doing your, doing your shit is that show up and be seen when you can't control the outcome. And I guarantee you great things will happen because I have no fucking idea what the outcome of these things are. I really don't. You know, when I first started, it was like, 
I just want to talk about all the crazy shit I saw. And now it's kind of this, it's a movement. And I did not see that coming. And I don't feel like I have control of that outcome. So courage, vulnerability, whatever. Just just keep that in mind, that that's how it should be framed. That's how it should be looked at, is that you can't control the outcome of these, you know, different platforms that are that are trying to help people let's let's all keep each other in check how about that so the other cool thing in that Brene Brown special was when she quoted Roosevelt and it says it's not the critic who counts it's not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done it different the credit belongs to the person who's actually in the arena, whose face is marred with dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes up short again and again and again, and who in the end, while he may know the triumph of high achievement, at least when he fails, he does so daring greatly. And that I think is actually the name of one of her books, but some of these you know, philosophers or however we want to put it, you know, as as popular and maybe cliche as they are, you know, really hit on so many things that we can benefit from. So here we are at 35 minutes and I still have so much to say. So I'm going to wrap it up because, because I want to set this tone for this particular episode. And then the next one, I'm going to talk about some more triggers and the following one, possibly talk about sex, all about sex (laughs) and kind of just hopefully I can get everyone's feedback. Um, One big cool thing is that on October 19th, there is a show called This Is My Brave and I'll be on stage. I will be telling my story, trying to be funny, doing my thing and it will be recorded and I'll have, you know, the YouTube link for that. I would love everyone's support for that. But the whole thing is is storytelling saves lives. And so a lot of this idea of where I'm just going to I'm just going to keep doing me, like saying my shit. And I want you to what you take away from this is if you can say if you can help one person by saying your shit, by telling your story, by by emailing me and and telling me something that you've never told anybody and knowing that there's literally zero if I've told you the shit that I've told you then I I mean I've honestly heard it all and so if you if you email me at brooke at mentalillnesslife.com and tell me something you've never told anybody I guarantee you it will like lift off your shoulders. It's it's honestly the most incredible thing to tell your story and to get it out there. Um, sometimes people will write it down and put it in the fire. We did a fire ceremony a while back in May when I went to this women's camp and it's incredibly powerful. So say your shit, say your shit, hashtag say your shit. <laughs> uh, I love all of you so much. I'm just blown away and so grateful at the impact this is having and um, all of the great things that are going to come from this. And I'll see you on the flip side. I hope that you take care of yourselves and each other.